Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin. And I'm Mirta Fagundas dos Santos. And today in our bias, cognitive bias series, we are talking about the halo bias. Welcome to the Black Belt and Thinking podcast. I'm Peter Cronin, lead presenter of the Black Belt and Thinking. This is a podcast where we look at all things to do with thinking faster and acting more purposefully. I interview experts in their field to try and provide you with the insights to the way they think and the tools and processes they use on a day-to-day basis. If you find value in this podcast, love for you to share it with others. You want a definition of it, Peter? Yep. Okay. Um, So, as with all the biases that are there to sort of um, maybe aid and trick us, they're a double-edged sword. The halo effect is a bias where we get tricked into transferring our judgment from something that's an easily observable characteristic of the person to sort of judge their character along the same line. So we might find something positive about someone, about their appearance, and then we start inferring that because they're so attractive, they must also be smart or capable in some other way. Yeah, yeah. And the Which reverse. Now of that this... I say it out loud, it sounds like something sociopaths would use <laughs> to their advantage. <laughs> yeah. I th- well, I think the thing is, people. What's funny is, yeah, you, you said they would. The difference, right, is they would knowingly use it to their advantage, whereas right. everybody else kind of unknowingly uses it to their advantage. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's the opposite of this as well, right? Like if you think, uh, I've seen this referred to as either the horn bias or effect or whatever, or the trident effect. Um, Obviously going for, you know, if you've got halo, you're going for some sort of devil kind of thing. But essentially you find something negative about somebody or they've got a negative, strong negative trait. Therefore you write everything off, you know, regarding them as, oh, everything they do must be bad or evil or I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. You got got some examples or of, of uh, either of these? Um. <clears throat> do I ever, Peter? I actually have an example, um, which is something that happened very recently. My sister-in-law just got promoted to a team leader um, oh, yeah. at her work, yep. and as part of that, she now gets to hire people, which is. She doesn't have experience in interviewing, um, but she was a really good sport and took it on. But I noticed, and I didn't think about this at the time, obviously now that we've kind of started thinking about the halo bias for the purpose of this podcast. um, Basically, she rang me up to tell me that she had these two candidates and one basically showed up, fully suited up to this interview. And the other showed up wearing a t-shirt and a cap. And that was that was it. That was it for her. She made up her mind. Oh wow. Yeah. So she didn't say it in those words. What yeah. she said was, Oh, you know, I had a couple of interviews today. This first guy came in. Oh my gosh, Mirth, you should have seen him. He looked the part. He was he he um he was wearing a suit and a tie and he must be so well organized and you know blah 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 blah. he must be this and he must be that because of <laughs> because of the way he looks 
Yeah, wow. Oh, and then, then there was this other guy. He really made no effort. And obviously that speaks to his, you know, he doesn't want the job. And it, she made it mean all these other things. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But obviously yeah. based off of the CV, they were both invited to the interview. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So she wouldn't have invited the other guy knowing he was useless, right? Yeah. There was something about his skill set or based on his CV anyway that tickled her fancy. Yeah, that's so funny. It's so funny how clear that is. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah, we just do this all the time, right? I mean, politicians obviously know this. They're always trying to look their best and, and all that sort of thing because of whatever you you infer from, from what that looks like or they, you know, touch themselves up for the billboards and all that sort of thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, such a clear-cut case. But, I mean, I, I, I mean, I guess an example of this as well is just people people you like... Uh, um, you're more likely to take their advice. Like if you, uh, I was thinking about whenever you join like a new, um, I guess it's a new interest, say a hobby, a sport, sports team. What do you do? You know, okay, what do I mean by this? And you you enter into a new group of people that are established and you're not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's interesting how you will immediately assume that those who are good like it's like skillful at the thing, um, like a good at giving giving advice, or they have the right advice or something. This is like I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm now starting to struggle to get away from the concept of bro science at the gym, right? Like the oh, the, the biggest... I knew this had something to do with the gym. I was like, are you talking about joining CrossFit? No, I didn't actually mean that to start with. I was actually thinking okay. about joining a new job, and then I was thinking about like um, joining like a new club or like like a uh, like group of people or something. Um, and then I don't know, as I'm explaining this, I'm ending up at the gym because like bro science is like the best example of this. Like, oh, the biggest dude in the gym must know the most about right. it, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those things that you you can easily inadvertently think. And then also you can logically be like, oh, just because yeah, you know, people would go the opposite though, right? Like if some people don't like huge dudes, they'll be like, oh no, nah, that guy must be a meathead. I bet you he's super dumb. That's true. Like why? That is true. Why is he super dumb just because he can lift more weight than you? Like, what? That is true. And and obviously being a woman um, resonates with me when I, which is nasty, especially amongst women, when you see a very, very, very attractive woman in the gym, um, you know, full makeup, everything, and you just assume, it, just assume she's a bimbo. She's not really. Right. You know? She yeah. just looks good and she's got nothing in her. It just pisses me off. Yeah. But we do it all the time. Subconsciously, yeah, so I guess. Actually, this, this feeds really well what you just said there about um, uh, the study. This is kind of like the reverse halo bias thing. Like, like um, It's not the reverse halo bias. It's how much people, uh, I suppose, hate it. I'll, I'll go through the study. I'm going to read this more or less out so I don't muck it up. Anyway, a study presented two hypothetical crimes, um, a burglary and a swindle. I love they call it a swindle. Swindle. <laughs> a burglary involved a, a woman illegally stealing uh, a key and then stealing $2,200, uh, the equivalent to 11 grand today, uh, whereas the swindle involved a woman manipulating a man using, like, her attractiveness and everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, to invest $11,000 in some non-existent scam, you know? Right. The results showed that when the offense was 
unrelated to attractiveness, as in the burglary, uh, the, oh, yeah, I oh, know this gets better. The unattractive defendant was punished more severely than the attractive oh, one. No. So they were harsher on the unattractive person. So that's a halo bias kicking in, right? Like same crime and everything, but the unattractive person gets punished more harshly. But then when the offense was related to attractiveness, um, the defendant was severely more, uh, the attractive defendant was punished severely more than the unattractive one. So like they're basically implying through the study that the usual leniency given to attractive people, if they then use that to their advantage is like reversed and people get even madder about it. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the first part makes sense, right? You, you, you know, you've got a, you, this is exactly the halo effect. You've got the same crime, two people, one of them's attractive, one of them's not. Uh, obviously, a different group of hypothetical jurors, but the attractive one gets more leniency. You go, oh, yeah, okay, cool, sure. But when the attractive one was implied to have used that attractiveness as part of the crime to swindle somebody, all of a sudden it goes the other way. You're like, ah, oh, you. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> we can certainly do that to determine punishments, <laughs> but you. <laughs> Classic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, so interesting. Well, I've so, yeah, certainly I mean, heard of the pretty bias. I think it's called the pretty bias. Right. It's a, I guess that's a subset of this, right? Yeah. 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 Where because you're pretty, you you get certain privileges. You, you're the one that gets the job. And I... I I mean, I say pretty. I apply it to men and women equally. That's not how we hire, right, Cronin? No, obviously not. No, we're a bunch <laughs> of ugly people in Viago. <laughs> um, but now that we're talking so much about people, I think it's worth noting that halo effect does impact obviously people, but also businesses and products. And um, I'm just thinking about. Uh, everything's about you and me on this podcast, but I'm thinking about when we were making a call as to which CRM to buy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, we were choosing between two. I mean, I'm not going to name them. I remember us choosing, but I don't know. You obviously remember the one we chose, but yeah. I don't know if you remember one website because we went onto the website to kind of have a look at it and one looked real sexy and the other one very much less so. So sort of to what extent, I don't remember now, but to what extent did that cause us to then have a look and when we're comparing the features, like I'm sure that I was thinking, wow, this is so cool looking, like it must be awesome. Yeah. Um, and I don't know to what extent, obviously, then the confirmation bias kicks in as well, if you have some sort of beliefs that you form. I bet all these biases just stack up one on top of the other. Oh, yeah, surely. They all just feed into each other, right? Like, it's all, I guess it's all just the same. It's all based on the same fact that our brain just tries to form heuristics. So we have to make decisions about literally everything in our day, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. But imagine the amount of logical reasoning that sort of ensues because you've sort of stacked all these biases one on top and they compound. And then the error in decision making is just. Oh yeah, astronomical. Well, it's like the classic. Um, uh, the, well, uh, just a small snippet of that I've seen people talk about a lot is uh, availability bias, which we haven't got into yet. Maybe next episode. Um, and confirmation bias, right? So the available information to you, you assume is all there is, or, or it's more heavily weighted. So you make a decision, 
And then now that you've made this decision, your confirmation bias reconfirms it over and over and over, even once you get new information. Yeah. It's like a terrible loop. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by the BBIT. If you want to improve your own thinking and problem-solving skills, visit blackboutandthinking.com to sign up now. There is this other thing that I, I came across when I was reading up on the halo effect, but I'm yeah. not sure if it's a heuristic or what it is. I think it's called argument from authority. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You came across it? Yeah. So it's basically... Same sort our, of vibe, eh? Well, um, to me, it, it read like the halo effect. Yeah. Um, but maybe even a bit more specific, but it's kind of our... It's kind of our inclination, I guess, to believe people who are charismatic and authoritative. Yeah. So and, oh, if Sarah's the authority, so they must know what. Oh man, oh, can I believe for how long I believed that? Like, you know, people would say, "Oh, this guy's an idiot," and they became president or whatever. And <laughs> I would be like, "Oh, well, obviously they're not." Like, they, surely they, they're not, right? You know, obviously, you know, uh, you know. Shout out to you know recent uh political leaders like trump for proving that uh well i don't think he's an idiot i should clarify that i don't think he's an idiot i think he's a terrible human but i don't think he's an idiot (laughs) (laughs) but when people speak from a place of authority and i use it like i I, I, there's quite a few people you and i know that use as a matter of fact statements oh yeah and and people just gobble other people just gobble it up yeah. Surely if you said that so convincingly. You said it so convincingly, you seem to you seem to talk with an air of authority in this whole sort of subject matter. So you must yeah. be a subject expert. Yeah. And I and I'm kind of attributing that to the halo. Because to me, the halo effect really is about like the main pivot for me is what's easily observable as a characteristic. Yeah. And then you're kind of try ascribing the same either positive or negative connotations to something that's not easily observable to make a conclusion about a person yeah yeah that's so but this is this is the whole thing about these online not online but all these gurus you know self-proclaimed really gurus yeah they've you know someone may have written a book and it was a really good book but then everything they've touched since, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. Why? Maybe yeah, they yeah, just yeah. maybe they just had this one idea. They wrote a really good book, and maybe they don't know anything else about how you should live your life. Like, but they feel the the, the pressure to branch out, and people just gobble it up. Oh well, yeah, no, they must know what they're talking about because they wrote this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wrote a so book about you know your identity, but really. Of course, they can tell me how to run my business. They must really know. Yeah, that's so interesting, isn't it? I I actually think they get some of these people, maybe some of them are using it, but I think a lot of these people get caught up in their own success, like caught up in their own halo bias. They start believing their own bullshit, you know? And they go like, oh, yeah, if I know so much about this and everybody's coming to me for questions, I must be so smart. Like, I don't think I've ever logically thought that, but I think that's the sort of loop that runs in their head. Yeah. Are they caught up in their own halo bias? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a thing. I mean, you see it even with, um, I don't know, every celebrity right now out there has 
a product, right? That's got nothing to do with what necessarily they're good at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, the oh, perfume. now I have a clothing line. Why? Because I'm a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the perfume is the classic one. Because what, what, what is perfume? Like, how do you sell it other than some yeah. sort of a positive association, right? Like, like, perfume ads are like probably preaching to Halo Bios, maybe a different one. You're like, oh, you know, here's famous celebrity and a bunch of like cool people doing nice things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want to be like those people. If I smell <laughs> like those people, yeah. maybe I'll be like those people. If I walk like a duck and talk like a duck, I'm gonna be a duck. That's it. So no. it, interestingly, with that, I, I want to go the other way to the what do you call it? The horn effect. The, uh, that sounds like something totally different. The, the trident <laughs> effect. Uh, we'll go with trident, day. Eh? Um, pitchfork, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's the same thing, right? Like where somebody that does gets associated with something negative and then you write off anything to do with it. You don't want anything yeah. to do with them. Um, yeah. Do so you wanna, do you want to name someone, Peter? I feel like Yeah, I want to name someone. I, I find this so interesting and this might get some people riled up, but Joe Rogan right now is like the peak of this for me, right? So right. Oh, I just find it so interesting. And this might, he might be an example of one of these guys that started believing his own bullshit, you know, and that's the problem is he's gone off down this tangent. But I think right now, a lot of people, if I talked to them and said, I listen to this really interesting Joe Rogan podcast with Elon Musk. Elon Musk gone the same way as well. You know, some people, he's got a bit of a cult one way or the other, you know? Yeah. Some people are like, wow, he's an insane genius engineer. And other people are like, wow, he's an absolutely terrible human manager. It's like, well, both of those things can be true. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't have to pick a camp. He's not a sports team. Like, <laughs> This is what blows my mind. This is an example of this, right? Like people have picked to either have the halo bias on them or the trident bias. And, and they decided that everything is through that lens. And, you know, you see people saying like, oh, he's actually not even that smart. It's other engineers that build the rockets. Oh, wow. No shit. Yeah. But, like, well, actually, I think he is quite smart. But, it, of course, it's a bunch of engineers and things. But, you know, people seem to be forgetting that the entire space industry said you cannot make reusable rockets. And then he caused that to no longer be true. Like, yeah, you can put aside everything else, but that's incredible. But, yeah. But, and, but, but then it goes to say, you don't have to listen to his advice on marriage. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't name your kid after a, like, obviously I'm an insane aviation nerd. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Even I was like, why are you naming your kid after an experimental like military jet? yeah right <laughs> what anyway back to joe rogan um well it brings the two of them together now like i can be like oh so i listened to this really interesting joe rogan podcast um a interview with elon musk i learned so much out of it i think a lot of people right now if i said that they'd be like geez why do you listen to joe rogan i thought you know i thought you ran a course on critical thinking you know like Oh, that guy's a nut job. Like, oh, have you heard that, that he said that you should be make, taking, I forget what it is, that horse medicine. I, I'm oh, a, right. How do you say it? I'm a facilin? Whatever it not, is. You know, I'm all not, the stuff. I'm not, I'm not in that space. I'm know. like, okay, well, that's all That's all probably true. I don't doubt you on that, but I wasn't going to him for medical advice. Yeah. You know, like I listened to a podcast where he asked Elon Musk about a bunch of stuff that was sort of physics-y. And because Joe Rogan's not a physicist, obviously, 
Elon had to explain it in layman's terms, but they're the same kind of dumb questions I would want to ask Elon Musk. And he had to explain them in the same dumb way that I would have to understand. So I learned yeah. it through it. So yeah. a couple of real quick examples is Joe was like, so when are you going to put solar panels on top of Tesla's? So they just run themselves. And he's like, oh, well, we can't. He's like, oh, because the technology's not there. He's like, well, no, we just, we just can't. Joe's like, sure, but once technology, like solar panels get more efficient, you can draw more energy out of them. And this is what I'm thinking. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. And he goes, I know they're already like 90%, 95% efficient. There's only so much energy from the sun that hits one square meter. You can only extract all of that energy. And we're already at like 95% there with solar panels. I was like, oh, whoa, I never thought about that. Right. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Joe Rogan does really good interviews, right? Yeah. That's it. That's Yeah, that's it. And like maybe if he's got ones where he's spouting off this kind of rubbish that you don't want to listen to, don't listen to those ones. Yeah. But that doesn't make his interview with Elon. And if you don't like the way Elon, uh, you know, talks about Dogecoin or Bitcoin or whatever, or you don't like the way he runs his family or the way he treats his employees, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'm not saying go buy a whole pile of Elon Musk, like, memorabilia and hats and stuff. <laughs> but yeah. the dude can explain, you know, in layman's terms, really complex physics stuff. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the other one, I just think this is fascinating. The other thing I got out of this. So now you don't have to go to listen to Joe Rogan. You can listen to us instead because I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the good stuff. Um, was Joe was like, why don't you just, you know, there's too much carbon in the atmosphere. Why don't we extract it like back down into and back into what it was? And he's like, well, you know, you, the whole thing, heaps of people have heard. I don't really understand this, but, you know, it's this thing. Energy can't be created or destroyed, right? And the thing is, coal and oil and stuff the reason we use those is because by burning them we get so much energy out of them right like that's why we use them because yeah. the, the energy out of like coal or oil is insane and so we've spent the last 200 years burning this shit left right and center probably using quite inefficient means to harness it but releasing all this energy he's like to take that and put it back how it was you have to put the same amount of energy back into it it's like right. oh Oh no. <laughs> well, okay, that sounds hard. <laughs> like I don't know, just things like that. It's so interesting that you learn from. But yeah, you would I would have never learned those if I gone like, oh what? Joe Rogan's anti back. So I'm not listening to him interview Elon Musk. Like I mean, certainly you shouldn't listen to him in that respect. You know, he's not a scientist, he's not a doctor. Yeah. Um I mean it works both and this is probably listeners who used to like joe rogan right that have now turned on him because of something he said yeah i think i think he's getting more yes yeah, usual things get more extreme audience he's probably just catering to his audience now and things um that that said i mean i don't know maybe it's not not as bad as what it sounds i just i just don't go and listen to those sort of ones. no but I that's the point the whole point is the guy is a good interviewer and yeah. Maybe, as you said, he bought into his own um, maybe halo effect. He halo affected himself by thinking, yeah. man, I'm really good at what I do. Man, I have so many listeners now. Maybe I should tell them, maybe I should give them advice on other things. Like maybe I shouldn't just stick to interviewing. Maybe I should be voicing what I think. Yeah. Because he used to be exclusively interviewing and asking for clarity of the people he was interviewing rather than putting in his five cents worth yeah he just he was like i'm i'm an idiot you know explain this stuff to me yeah which was great 
or he'd sometimes challenge them, but he'd often not use it from his own logic. He'd use it from someone else's. So let's say like, um, talking to Elon and then he says, oh, but I interviewed this guy a month ago and he said X. So how do you respond to that? Right. But again, he's not saying like, well, I think X. Yeah. He's just saying, well, this is the other guy's opinion. I don't, I don't know. Like, you're the expert. But then likewise, that reminds me, but likewise, but opposite. Um, there was that actress. Oh, I can't even remember her name. She's not all that famous anymore. Um, but she was. And she had a child with autism she has a child with autism and she started giving people advice that was i think frowned upon in the medical industry and some of that advice was that vaccine caused her child's autism right and she really really caused quite a movement um where things have kind of died down on that front vaccine front she caused quite an uproar yeah. um and again, a wave of people not vaccinating their kids because such and such. I forgot her name now because she said, you know, that's what caused my, my child's autism. And because she was at the time a popular actress. Um, right. And it's like, just, how, how, how would yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, that makes, makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, this is it, right? Like, it's, it's a stupid thing where we just, just latch on to someone and we go oh well they're famous so they probably know or they and that's dangerous right because they these people have a huge audience and they're famous and stuff and surely a bunch of them basically get off on the fact that they've got so much power they can just say something and a bunch of their fans will go wild and believe it yeah exactly like, some of them must get such a kick out of that like others might not they just do it but some surely um so yeah like how do we how do we spot this you know how do we solve this so, oh, solve so the world's easy. problems. Let's go. So, 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 I think that when the halo effect is sort of operating in the positive, um, I think it's actually harder to spot. So when you yeah. like some aspect of a person, I think you'll tend to have a positive sort of predisposition towards everything else about them, but I don't think you can easily snap yourself out of it because it is so positive, like there's nothing wrong with it in a way. Yeah. Um, and I think at society at large sort of rewards you being nice and kind and positive about people. Yeah. yeah. But I think if you dislike an aspect of a person and then you have negative predispositions towards everything about them, you can sort of catch yourself by saying, well, I'm really being quite an ass right now towards this person. Yeah. And others are calling you out this- a little faster. Yeah, Probably. but there's also these um, widely accepted, like, don't judge the book by the cover, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's actually these wildly accepted little um, one-liners that that can snap you out of it. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, oh, no, uh, you know, am I just being judgmental? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I'm being judgmental. It's funny we, we attribute that to judging somebody negatively, right? Right. But you're also being judgmental if you uh, judge someone positively when you shouldn't. Exactly. But it's just hard to spot because it doesn't seem like it's such a bad thing. I I know that I did a course recently, an online course, and I kid you not, when I opened the the portal up, it looked like MS-DOS incarnate. Yeah. And immediately I thought this, the whole thing is going to be rubbish. It has to be rubbish. And then only because... 
I guess, of this whole idea of, okay, let's not, you know, come to any conclusions. Yeah. Did I actually go, okay, let's give it a chance. But if this was a really awesome website that I opened, Portal or LMS, I wouldn't think, oh, you know, like I would actually think that I'm so excited. This this looks like it's going to be awesome, but should I, or should I be more yeah, careful? Yeah, maybe I should think know? it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure what to do about it. I think I mean, that that's sorry, that's just interesting because like uh, I know this statement's not really gonna help anything, but it might be true because of the common sort of cause of the people who made the website and maybe put little effort into it, also made the course and maybe put little effort into it. The problem is right. assuming that as opposed to knowing you know, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. As you can, saying. I guess. Come on. And that's the point. That's the point. The whole idea of these biases is that they are supposed to be super useful in helping us make very quick decisions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so any heuristic in your in your brain, right? So you yeah. Have to, so there yeah. actually is a. They do have a, a purpose. Yeah. You actually are supposed to almost say, "Look, um, the guy who showed up in a suit obviously is the type of person that you know." There's there's some sort of a correlation that you can draw on to say. You know, they they make an effort. Yeah. Well, I bought I bought jeans from this brand. They lasted forever. Maybe I'll buy a jacket from them. It should probably last forever as well. Correct. Yeah. Like, so Halo yeah. Effect has a, a, a purpose that it serves that other than just to trick us and make us make a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that actually, actually, what I think it's very important to to note now that we're talking about it is we need to know when when to take time to make a decision versus when we have to sort of make a snap decision. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if I'm considering a babysitter, am I considering a ba- to hire a babysitter or a gardener? Because one, I can afford to be wrong <laughs> about, and the other, I would really not like to be wrong about. Yeah, you don't want to ruin your garden, right? But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if a guy, if a big hairy biker dude showed up, right to interview as a yeah. as my babysitter as opposed to uh kind of harley that wakes the baby up as it falls into the driveway yeah sure yeah. <laughs> as opposed to some sort of a, a sweet looking retired teacher lady right yeah. yeah obviously you'd think i'd take time to make a decision you know i wouldn't just base it off of the halo effect and just hire the the sweet old lady yeah like I'd have to actually look into it, but if it had to be some sort of a snappy decision, that's where this comes in. Yeah, it's been an emergency. You've got to race out. I don't know to a hospital or something. You just need somebody to look after your kids, and you know, I don't know. Both of these people live next door to you, one on each side. Like, you're gonna yeah. Make a I mean, decision. you can yeah. call it judgmental all you want, but that's exactly what people do. Yeah. So I think it's more important. More importantly then knowing how when when are we influenced by it is maybe knowing when can we afford to be influenced by the halo effect like what's yeah. at stake yeah and I, is the decision reversible as well yeah because exactly. if it's reversible who cares just make a decision yeah exactly that's true yeah like if you if you're intentionally putting yourself in a halo bias situation then who cares as well you know like backing a sports team i mean yeah how often do you watch someone where you're impartial you're watching two teams play. I mean, I literally went to a, a, a NRL game 
couple of uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I didn't even know who was going to back until I showed up, but I went with a mate and his mate, and one of them was backing each each side sort of thing. Right. It's just so funny listening to them squabbling about like whether something was a bullshit call or not, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Um, and it's so interesting, yeah. Just just seeing that. Did you go but, based off of the pretty colors that were, they were wearing, and what? Oh uh, no, well, I mean, you know, they're, they're all Sydney teams, so I've already got biases about about which team and everything. Um, uh, and I ended up backing the home team because it was kind of it was the first home game they'd had in like th- two years or something. Right. And so the yeah, the stadium was going off. Everyone was hyped, and so I ended up backing the home team. Um, but if it was on TV, I really don't know who who I would have backed. I don't care for either of the teams. Like, I don't. I've got teams that I hate in the NRL and teams that I like, and then there's like the majority that's in the middle, and I just I don't know. Just don't really care either way. <laughs> uh, probably because I didn't grow up here either, right? So I haven't had this long term like bias thing coming through. Um, I would have definitely picked the guys. My husband was. Um, was pissed with me because he's Brazilian and he takes his soccer super serious. Right. And yep. he has a team and, you know, no matter hey. what, that's his team. Yep. And we were in Brazil and I, they were playing, uh, so his team is Sao Paulo. Yeah. And they were playing Santos, which is this other team. And I was like, oh, I, I think I'm, I think that's my team. I think I'm team Santos. And he's like, what? No, what? You don't even know anything about soccer. <laughs> No, but look how good looking they are. Uh, <laughs> really, they're really good looking players. Like they must be really good at soccer. Like when have you seen? Yeah, Ronaldo, you know, right? Ronaldo, right? Oh, yum. Um, but yeah, so he was he was pissed. But that was my that was my little halo effect in yeah, operation there right and, there. And like it doesn't matter. You you and it sport, really doesn't like... matter. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the day. Um. But yeah, as you say, you're you're, you're looking at like a, a child, or you're looking at hiring a person to I don't know take a company public, or you're looking at hiring a builder or an architect or something like yeah yeah you don't want to oh that that architect showed up in a brand new Merc, whereas this guy's got like a three year old Volkswagen. I don't know. I trust him. Yeah, so we do actually, and and now that I said um, don't judge the book by the cover. Likewise, we have you can't what was that? You can't make a first impression twice or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it really does not just to go, okay, so really try to look your best because people will be inferring things. Yeah. Purely based off of your looks. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Maybe I should listen to my own. Because the past two years and the whole sort of Zoom meeting, I've been, I swear I've been showing up in my pajamas to Zoom calls. Yeah, right. Without really. Yeah, as long as the bottom half, nobody will know, you know. No, why? If I'm gonna make an effort, then I'll change the whole. No, I was just in my pajamas. Period. Yeah. So I don't know what people think of me now. Just as well, this is a podcast, and you can't yeah. see me. Yeah, every, yeah, everybody listening to this. Um, yeah, don't don't judge me to on her on her pajamas. I do know what I'm talking yeah, about. Apply apply the halo <laughs> bias, you know, like or if you like her pajamas, do judge her. Off her pajamas. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so putting, trying to figure out how to get through this. Let's say you identify, you, you, you know, you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Or like, I, I think I might be under the influence of a bias. <laughs> what do you do? You, I guess you, you try and put aside the source and focus on the message, right? It's like anything. It's like any logical thing. You try and 
clear out all the noise around the situation and pare it down to what it, what is the what is the actual decision? What are the facts? Yeah. Yeah. And what inputs or data points you actually want to be looking at? Yeah, what matters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if if you know that you are hiring for a copywriting position, sure the person might look good. <laughs> um but really, what are the pivot skills that you should be assessing? Yeah. I'm and trying to disregard everything else, I guess. We're hiring a video person right now. And um, oh, we I are. find it so easy for that because literally, like, I, I look at the CVs and I'm like, well, I don't really, like, this doesn't really matter that much. What matters is I'm going to give you a video trial and I'll see how the video turns out. It's kind of like yeah. almost all the decision. Obviously, you want to, you know, you want to call them and meet them and stuff and make sure they're reliable and they can communicate effectively because that is all critical to the to the job. But the vast oh, yeah. majority is like, well, how do you how well do you edit video? Because it's got and like, I guess that's you know? that, that's a good thing about hiring. You don't usually know what the person looks like when you're looking at a bunch of CVs. No, that's true. So that's you true. should actually tell yourself, look, whoever shows up, the fact is they the ones that I've called for the interview are all qualified for the job. Yeah. So I just need to I just need to prove that what's on the paper translates into reality. That's it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And as I say, I think it's it's about how do you commute how do they communicate and all that sort of thing as well, you know? Yeah. Um, because obviously that's critical, critical to the job and discussion about that. But yeah, it's um yeah, you're right. That's a good thing about like a CV and and, and doing phone screens as well that aren't video calls for the for the first round. You're just talking to them as a person, you know, you you know any of this stuff. Um but yeah, as I say, this is an interesting one with video because you you can just look at the video, um, and obviously you can look at their past works and stuff as well. But but it gives you that context, whereas you know um, some roles are more esoteric's right word, but you know harder to judge than that. Except now that you say, and I know you're kind of trying to wrap this up, but I'm a talker. Now that you're saying, how do we actually spot this and get away from it? In the same respect, if you're a company right now that has an online shop and it looks bad, please fix it. Don't yeah. count. The don't bias count is still on your, real. Yeah, it's still real. So don't count on your customers to, you know, it's not really their responsibility to acknowledge their own biases and and buy from you anyway. Yeah, don't show up to your next client meeting in like a in like a t-shirt with holes in it and like spaghetti spaghetti stains on it and go like i'm not a slave to the halo bias (laughs) which actually i which is probably why i do um kind of have this thing about who cares what i look like it's you know it's what's in my head i read maverick by ricardo semler yeah ages ago i don't know if you read that book oh yeah Uh, yeah it was uh it was required reading when i joined yeah Right. Well, one of the it's a good book, though. Like, I don't want to sound bad, but yeah, it's a good book. Yeah, I should reread it. But one of the really distinct things that I remember about it is who cares? Literally, him saying, "Who cares what I look like if I show up in a suit or in track pants?" Like, people should be working with me for my skills. Like, that's all noble when you hear it now. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, but it just doesn't eventuate that way when when you're having to make a first impression. Maybe the when you're well-established. stacking the halo bias is people already know he's the boss. When you, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, when you are, when you are um, already established in a field, you can probably afford to look like whatever you want to look like, really. Yeah. Maybe this goes the other way. I uh, like work, walking between uh, my my old apartment and our, our 
main, main client that I was going into fairly regularly. Uh, you walk down a Redden Street in, in Sydney, which for anybody who knows it will know that um, there is a bunch of, oh, I forget the, you know, you've got Aston Martin, you've got, I think it's Rolls-Royce, might be Bentley, but I'm pretty sure it's Rolls-Royce. It is. Um, Land Rover, all this sort of thing. Honestly, more than once, I would walk past there and see a guy, you know, dressed in t-shirt and board shorts or something looking at these cars. And I wonder if it goes the other way as well, you know, like rather than having to show off, he's got a suit. He's so successful or so loaded that he walks in there, whatever he wants. And that's still going to take him seriously. Whereas if I walked in there, they'd be like, Oh, sorry, you lost. <laughs> Actually, I had that conversation recently. The, the pretty woman effect. My, my dad's friend, yeah. he's um, a very successful um, developer developer as in land property developer right um but when you look at him he's not going to be listening when you look at him he looks homeless he <laughs> literally has ripped clothes because he actually gets his hands dirty on site yeah it's yeah, just yeah. he never changes like that's how he he he, he looks all day every day yeah. he bought these new shoes and he's like oh they're a bit small so he literally cut off snipped the tops off so his toes poke through his shoes what like literally he uh, he's he's really an adorable man when you get to know him but just looking at him you would not place him and he was he was going to a wedding his wife said listen you need to go into Ponsonby I don't know if you know Ponsonby in Auckland it's a relatively posh area um, can you go into the store? She gave him the address. It was in Ponsonby. After work, go and get yourself a suit because we have to go for a wedding. And he walked into a store and, yeah, literally was just asked to leave. Literally a pretty woman moment right there. Yeah, right. Just yeah. based off of what you look like, there's no way in heck you can afford to be in the store. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, right there for you people. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's funny. All right, to wrap this up, um, basically the guts of this is take all, you know, like all of these things, you should take the merit of the argument of the person. Um, but I've got a funny halo bias thing to wrap this up with. Have you ever heard that like when, you, when people are trying to get motivated for something or build self-esteem or something, you have like this, What like, think of an idol, like a mentor. What would they do? You know, you hear it like some, oh, what would Batman do? What would James Bond do? You know, and <laughs> hopefully you've got somebody a bit more tangible than that, but whatever works for you. This is like the opposite, right? Like rather than thinking about James Bond pitching this idea to you, whatever it is, think about the most like the most boring version, like the most, but not boring in a negative sense, just the most uh, stripped, stripped down version. Yeah. Like I was going to say like, uh, be harsh with the accountants out there like like your accountant's telling you <laughs> or like somebody else's accountant even like oh yeah this guy seems like a reasonable guy but he's not particularly exciting right <laughs> imagine them saying it so the, it's the opposite you know yeah yeah yep take the rose colored glasses off yeah take the rose colored glasses off so yeah you've got to focus on the the, the argument itself the, the statement itself not who's saying it um I don't know how that might work for you. Write it out, type it out, whatever, and look at it in cold hard, you know, like black or white. And uh, as opposed to like 
hearing it from someone hearing it from someone you know what i mean like yeah um, it's one of the things with our tools you know writing it down like people say oh i think it's this all right write it down see if it looks right it's kind of the same thing like you're taking the emotion of the compelling story out of it somebody can't add tonality to it they can't add emphasis to anything it's just a statement so yeah trying to write it out like that i think could be good nice cool all right well that's it from you that's it from me and we'll uh see you guys next time uh with a with a different uh cognitive bias see you next time cool thanks everyone for tuning in